This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay from Unleashed. And I have a special guest with me today in all transparency, my sister, Lisa Lascalia, and she has a story to tell us. Welcome, Lisa. Hello, Cheryl. So the name of this segment or my episode, I'm calling it Lost, Found, Forever. And it's about how we meet our pets and how we promise to keep them for the rest of their lives and give them the best lives possible. So you have Gigi. That's what yes. kind of what kind of a dog? Lapsa Apsa. Lapsa Apsa. She's adorable. What do you have her? About three years, two and a half? Four, four years. Ooh, time goes by. Yeah. So tell us the story on how you found her. Okay. I had been looking for a dog for about two years and nothing had come my way. And one day I just decided to go to the ASPCA by my home. And there was this little black dog in the glass room that was just adorable. I didn't see her in the back with any of those big dogs. They had just gotten Gigi in. Her name at that time was Lady. They had just gotten her in the night before. And I just took to her immediately. Same thing with Gigi took to me. And her story goes like this. A police officer found her three times the same week walking down Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park, New Jersey. (laughs) She had no haircut. Her hair was dragging on the street. And he took that cute homeless. She was homeless. She was she had a home, but she was homeless. He took her home because thankfully, at least the owner put a chip in her and he took her home and said to her, the owner, if you do not surrender the dog, we are going to cite you with animal cruelty. She took a cab to the shelter, walked in, no ID, handed the dog over, lady over to the workers at ASPCA and said, here you go and walked out. Never looked back, never asked a question, never told a story. And 12 hours later, I walked in and destiny happened. It really is amazing. And she is the best thing, probably besides my children, that has ever happened to me. I am never sad one day. I know. They are really amazing. And I think we're, we're understanding now more about dogs than they were just our pets. They become our family. You know, years ago... You know, the pet business, pets, they're everywhere. Cats, dogs, horses, cows, sheep. You know, they have goat yoga. Now they I read an article that they found out that dogs can tell when people are lying, when, when you offer them. They're amazing. We can learn so much from animals. First of all, a lot of animals become friends with other animals, mm-hmm. even other species. But we've all, of the lucky people that have had to rescue or adopt a pet, and fall madly in love. There is something else though, too. Cause I think you told me when you went to that she was with somebody else in the room. Oh yeah. And they weren't responding. Yes. And yes. then you walked in. I think when you look in an animal's eyes and they look in yours, <laughs> that they know 
you're going to be their human. Sometimes they pick people. Yeah. Well, that woman who was in the room trying to get to know her had just lost her dog. And the workers at the ASPCA actually told me they came out of that room and they said, she's not going to get the dog. She's very depressed and she's just trying to replace the dog she lost. And the difference of when I walked into the room was amazing. She was all over me and she's not a licker. Actually, the last year, I think she started to lick me, but she has never been a kisser. And she really has no issues at all. Like, I can't understand why somebody would treat her like that because She's a good dog, and maybe but it's she's because a good dog with for you. me, yes. But maybe they had kids. Obviously, they didn't maintain her no. if she had no hair. You, know, you spoil her. When I put my hand in her scalp the day I was there, what came up off my fingertips was dirt. So it's quite amazing. It's like from the pauper to the prince. Princess. Princess. Sorry. Princess. Yes. So. So now you have her. Now this is, you know, you had cats. We were raised with the dog. Mm -hmm. We had dogs. A mean dog. It wasn't that mean. He had it. He bit everyone. (laughs) Bit everyone. Well, he tried to bite everyone. (laughs) And if Donna is listening to this, I know we got you. But yeah, and you had, and you like, you like names with G. You had Gypsy Cat. I didn't even realize that. And Gigi. You Well, I named her Gigi because she's a good girl. So that's how Gigi got her name. And then I couldn't keep her lady. No, no, no. Uh, and a lot of people do when they do rescue a dog, they do change their yes, name. Yes. I mean, you know, if you feed them, they'll come to the name. It's a perfect name for Gigi, the good girl she is. Right. But now when you're with her, you know, now you have, you say going on mm-hmm, four years, you mm-hmm. got a routine. Mm-hmm. What do you do with her? She definitely... And I find it very interesting when you realize your animal trusts you. Yes. That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't happen overnight. No. She was glad to have a roof over yeah. it, a warm meal. But we needed to bond just like any other couple. You know, bonding is. Oh, is that uh, what you are, a couple? Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> she's my she's my third baby. Okay. Um, and she's just. Great to be around wherever I sit. She's got to touch me. Either the the poor, wherever we are, she just wants to sit. And funny thing, I was unemployed for a few weeks and I got the impression from Gigi, she was ready for me to go back to work. You know, I read an article. There's a lot of dogs that are experiencing that. When it first happened, like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I want to do this. I do that. Then you sit there and you're with them all the time. Then you leave and now they're they're having some kind of anxiety. But I really think that most animals like it when you leave and you come back, unless they're needy. I mean, the first week I went back to work, what I noticed was, and I had just gotten my apartment painted, that there was scratching on the door. Ooh, destructive behavior. Uh, no, I think she was trying to get out, maybe to find me because I had been oh, home God. 16 weeks <laughs> and now I'm gone for eight hours a day. And she probably is like, where are you? And the door, is, the paint is all scratched off. It's It was a compliment. It was a compliment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> so now what do you do with her? Well, we like to go to big fields and I bring her 30 foot leash. 
because I won't let her off a leash. And she runs around in the field and we could spend over an hour and a half there. We love the beach before it opens. She's great on the sand. Is she friendly with other dogs? Very. She's the mayor of the community. (laughs) Everybody knows Gigi. She will go by a big dog. She has no idea. She's smaller than that dog and she doesn't care. The front paws go down and it's time to play. That's the pup. That's the puppy. That's, that's the puppy play. Yeah. Yep. That's when they tell the other dog, I want to be your yes. friend. It's amazing. And we had a dog that was about a hundred pounds. His name was Bernie. And he was like a Labradoodle, Poodle, and Google Boodle. He was a tremendous dog. His paws were like the size of my foot. And Gigi went to play with, and he was he was a puppy, but he was very big. And he took that, he took Gigi and like twirled her up in the air. <laughs> and she fell down, but she got up and wanted to play more with him. That is amazing. 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 Where did you meet him at? At at a park? No, in my community. There are a lot of dogs in my community. Did you ever take it to a dog park? No, won't do that. Why? Just don't know what's there. What do they have? I just flee. Some people say that, Um, but uh, I just rather walk her in a controlled environment and let her play with dogs outside while I talk to their owners. And that's actually a daily thing. Dogs her size are doing agility. Do you ever think of doing that with her? No, but we do. I think she should be in the circus <laughs> because I throw a ball and that thing goes right into her mouth. It's amazing the jumping. She's so just she very would like agile. Ju- so she, you should look into. But, they have agility places. But around. the vet did tell me this breed probably will have leg issues. Try not to have her jumping off the bed too much. Sorry, Gigi only jumps. Yeah, and she's young, and if she doesn't have arthritis, then we're all going to get arthritis. But they say that about every breed. Yeah, yeah. But the jumps, I've seen them with these little, the little dog, the tiny dogs. Yeah. I have never seen a dog come off of an agility course that wasn't doing zoomies because they are so happy. They love it. Yeah. They jump, the crowd roars, and there's no other dogs on in the on the course, but they go up. I should look into that. They they are all over. Okay. You know, they really are all over. And, you know, you could get involved with it. I did a show not too long ago with somebody who she has Shelties. She did it with Shelties. But I've seen hot dogs do it and other dogs. But we're going to be right back. We're going to take a break and we'll be back to talk about more Lost, Found and Forever. Be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I love you still. 
A Thoughtful Guide and Remembrance Journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and my sister is here, and she's telling me all about her Gigi, who saved her, and what a great relationship they have. And, you know, I have uh, my cat. Cheyenne. She's deaf, so she's not going to hear this. And I had to put Daniel down. Um, she has feline dementia. But How do you she, know that? How do you I, know? I looked it up. She looks at the wall. She's deaf. I, well, she's 18. She's 18. Yeah. So that's a late, you know, that's a long time. Uh, you know, it's either her or me. But my next pet is going to be a dog. How much? How, how much will it weigh? It's, so I can get an idea of the size that you're planning. I'm no bigger than a little Sheltie. And how many pounds is that? 35, 40. That's too big for me. I like the 16 pounds. Yeah, but I don't want, I, I, your dog is adorable, but the other people who have those dogs, to me, they're pocketbook dogs. No. Like a Paris Hilton, they stick out with the little, your dog isn't like that. No. My place isn't big enough for, or else I'd get a collie, but no. Do, do the people out there know that you learn to walk holding on to your collie? Right. Bruce I is. wasn't born yet, but this is what I've heard. No. Well, we have pictures of it. Oh, yeah. Yes. My parents had a tricolor collie. It was a show dog. Something happened and the people gave it away. I and didn't even know that. Yeah. He was Ebony Knight was his show name. And I learned how to walk by pulling up on him. <laughs> and then, of course, he was. we had him for 13 years. He was a wonderful dog. I don't see black ones anymore. That color. No, they're not. They're, they're no, they all look like glassy. Yeah. They're very unusual. They're called tricolor, but I'm sure they're around. I mean, you know, different areas in the country have different dogs. Yeah. In Virginia, they have the hound dogs. In some areas, they have the pitties. Some they have like what you had, to, you know, the dog. And now you went to the ASPCA. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was the best fee ever paid, right? Absolutely. I know when I did Daniel, it was I the had, best thing. I had a neighbor who got a brand new car that drove up to me while I was walking Gigi in the community and said, I will give you this brand new car for that adorable dog. And I said, do you know how much this dog is worth in therapy? Over a million dollars. I'll keep the dog. You keep the car. Because <laughs> she's cute. She's adorable. She's adorable and she's friendly. And very friendly. See, that's the thing. You could doesn't matter what kind of dog, as long as they're friendly. They have personality like us. But what I find with Gigi, she'll sniff the dog, but then she wants the dog's master or owner to acknowledge her too. So she'll jump up on the owner of that dog. So it's people 
more than dogs that she's interested See, that's, in. It's amazing that yeah. it's just amazing that somebody else, you know what kept her to be you for you was her scruffy look. Probably nobody wanted her because of her look. Well, because if she was the way she is now and she walked up uh, to anybody in the street, yeah. they would have taken her yeah. home. She was they a, would have checked the, the chip. If somebody didn't claim her, they would have kept you her. You can see from those pictures the day I got her, the sadness in her eyes. You can really, through all that hair, you could see those eyes were so sad. But one thing about dogs is they still wag their tail. Yeah. The next day. They have hope. When I saw her come out of the, the groomer, she was so happy and her eyes were bright. And she just said, take me home. And I don't even crate her. I don't put gates up. She has free reign of the house. And that I took a chance on. But I had a feeling she was going to be just fine. And when I got home from work so to this day, she sits, she stays, that she comes. I mean, you don't do, you don't need to do those things. No, no. We like to play. I like her to bring me the toy. Still working on that one. She's not good at that yet. But I think maybe if you have a treat in your hands. Yeah, that's true. I could try you, that. You know, just for in the in the beginning, in the beginning. and then it's. Then when she realizes that she gives it to you, you would throw it. Everybody knows their animal on different ways. Even with all the trainers out there and the videos, every dog is different. And you know your animal better than what they will do. And it's funny. The animals, after a while, I know Gigi understands the words I'm saying to her. Come drink your water. She'll come over and she'll drink right, the water. Right. It's just the day in, day out. It's like living with somebody. It's like it is. I, it, I talk to my cats now that she's deaf. She reads my lips. Cheryl, I remember when you used to tell me stories about your cats. I used to say to myself, how does she talk to her cat like it's a kid? And now I understand it. You can't help because they're your family. They're your partner. Yeah. And I know what she likes. She looks at me. She likes ice in her water. She'll stand there and look at me. You know, cats really don't meow to other cats. They meow. She never meowed. Now, since Daniel's gone, she talks to me all the time. She walks by like, hi, and then she keeps going. Or if she did something bad, she'll walk by and I say, I'm still mad at you. And she keeps walking. She understands yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I do. I, cats I do are very that. easy. But I would like to have a dog to walk. Mm -hmm. When we had dogs, we didn't have beds. <laughs> I, mean, I have bought GG five beds. <laughs> right. They're all in my garage because the only bed she wants is my bed. <laughs> right, 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 right. So my cats don't go on my furniture other than that chair. Now I'm not going to stop her because she's elderly and my bed but she doesn't spend time in my room that much she'll come in she'll say good night she'll sit a little and then she leaves but she wakes me up in the morning by combing my hair because there is no such thing as too early to feed the cat four o'clock four thirty if you go to the bathroom she has to follow you <laughs> and then you have to feed her because you want to go back to sleep but animals are the best thing what is what is that a saying everybody has the best dog Yes. And nobody is wrong. Right. Exactly. Because my everybody happy, loves I have animal. to say on a, on a Saturday afternoon, and this happens all the time on the weekends um, when I have more time with her, I'll be watching TV and next to me, all of a sudden I look over at Gigi's on her back 
with her legs and feet paws up on, which shows me she's so comfortable and happy. Right, she shows you her stomach. Exactly. And she's sleeping like that. And she moves from side to side. It's just... um, Yeah, you were ready for that. And I think that also helped. And she trusted you. And look what you did. It's not so much that you gave her a haircut in a bath. Oh, no. You took her home, you fed her, and you were there the next day. And I love her. Right. But what happened the first time you took her out for a walk? Was she hesitant, fearful that you were going to take her someplace? And No, no. She just was ready to be homed. Homed. Exactly. Forever. Forever. She was she ready. She was lost. She was found forever. That's right. It's just amazing. May I say that I am away from her now and very sad about it, but she is somewhere. She's at camp. She's at camp Bow Wow in New Jersey. And I know she went swimming yesterday and they're going to have a whole bunch of pictures for me and it's (laughs) worth it. (laughs) <laughs> they're going to have a campfire. They're going to have s'mores. Marshmallows. They're going to be able to do whatever they want to do. They could eat a couple of cushions. <laughs> no, she's not a chewer like that. She only chews on bones, not furniture. Yes. So somewhere along the line, somebody must have trained her because I can't believe. Or this wasn't her first home where she came from. Maybe. Well, how old is she? She was a year and a half when I got her. Oh, you, so so no, she probably was the first. Home. So, yeah, yeah. I and mean, she was very little. She was little. She wasn't even like big. Like now she's full grown at 16 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so you get her teeth cleaned. You bring her to once a year. In fact, she's due now once a year. She goes in for the day. They give her anesthesia. That's how they have to clean their teeth. Right. And I do that once a year. And, and you give her the hot warm pill, the flea every, stuff. Before I left, she got both of them. Okay. And how is she handling the heat when you walk her? You walk her on the grass? Okay. So when it's really like hot out, what I'll do is I will drive her over to the field. I won't even walk there because the ground, if I put my hands on the ground. Right. That's how you could tell. And it's so on the grass, I take her on the grass and she's as happy with that 30 foot leash I have running around. I don't know how to use those leashes. No, no. It's just a regular leash. It's not the retractable. Oh, okay. The retractable ones I can't handle. But I do use the retractable because sometimes Gigi likes to like, like we have places we go. We're going to the church today. That's the field. We're going to the houses today. There's a block of brand new houses and she loves their lawn. But I bring a bag with me. Oh, you have to. You You have have to to. bring a bag. Yeah, you have to do that. Sometimes my Cheyenne, when I'm doing something, I'll look up. She stares at me. Yeah, that, and then that's the serotonin. They say when they stare at you and you stare at them, there's serotonin. Well, I throw kisses. I'll go, she understands that. But she sleeps a lot now. I mean, first of all, she's a cat. If she was two, she would sleep for 20 hours. Gigi sleeps eight hours a day. And that's why I think she wanted me back to work. Because she was not doing her eight hours a day. You were interrupting her. I was interrupting her. So every day before I leave, I put the sheet on the couch with her pillow and she goes into her circle, the ball. Did you ever think of putting a camera in like I, an Alexa uh, type so of thing my to girl, watch? My girlfriend did that and she showed me what she sees during the day. I'd be too sad because the dog looked so sad. Just well, that's there. her dog. That's her dog. But I don't want to see Gigi sad. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's I don't sad. want to put a camera in my house. Okay. Gigi needs her privacy. <laughs> she really does. That's she like goes to the us. bathroom. She, she needs her privacy. And she is a wee wee pad dog. And I want to say that in a snowstorm, 
in pouring rain, those things are most important because unfortunately, even though I do like to walk her three times a day, when we can't get out, I know she's going to be okay. And would you ever consider getting a second dog? I would love it. I would love it, but I don't think I could do it. (laughs) But wait a second. Wait a second. You're madly in love with Gigi, but yet that's like having an affair with another dog. It's all about Gigi. I would like one for her. For her. Not for you. Only during the day for her. I could rent one maybe, but during the day. You could foster. I could do that, but I'm not home. I'm out a lot. You but you could, you could do, they call it Fido Weekend. Okay, I'll look into that. Meaning you take the dog on a Friday, you bring the dog back on Sunday, and maybe she falls in love with that dog and you say, this would be a great friend for her. Then you could put a camera in and see that they're having a ball. You know, some people, I'm not saying you. <laughs> But some people might be taken aback that their dog might like another dog more than they like you. Oh, no, I would never be jealous of that. Dogs are dogs and people are people. So I wouldn't. You don't call. I I don't call my animals my baby. No, no. Gigi's my dog. She's my. She's your friend. My bestie. Your bestie. Why don't you get her a T-shirt that says my bestie? I'm going to work on it. Do you put clothes on her? No. Thank God. No. Thank God. Just the collar. I don't like leaf. that. I'm not knocking anybody who does it. Sometimes in the in the cold, they have these wonderful turtlenecks for some of these bigger dogs. Well, in they the winter, I do. In the winter, I do put a coat. They on look her. fabulous. But no, I don't put her in dresses. My girlfriend dresses. Her, my girlfriend. Oh my God. My, I, I thought I thought the carriage was wild. no, no. My girlfriend dresses. buys dresses for her dog. Okay, with pearls. She is. Does she have children? Yeah, she's, yeah, this is Mercedes. And if you saw the way this dog poses, you really think she's a real person. I mean, she poses for the camera with her pearls and her dress. Oh, that that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. But they, they did that in New York. They had this fashion photographer go into a shelter and he fixed up all the dogs. Oh, how great. And took pic- every single one was adopted. Really? So I think we need to do more of that then. Too many dogs, too many designer dogs being purchased and the ones. And 7.5 million are put to sleep every year. So if you are thinking of finding love in all the new places, I would suggest somebody adopt. I mean, it enri- you know, you have two cars, more than one electronic device, mm-hmm. more than one television. And I think people with big houses, there's nothing wrong with getting more than one dog. A lot of people do have a lot of dogs if they have the land. You know, I'm going to wait out and when the time is right. When is the time right? Well, I don't Are think. Are you looking? Have you looked? I have my eyes open. Okay. All right. But I don't know how she would respond. When I got Daniel, she ran under the bed and he stayed under the bed with her for the whole night. Well, I think that and Cheyenne would just adjust. She would adjust. She would adjust. And I think that. Yeah, she's she's, uh, I think, a little bit more mellow. I had her since she's a kitten. So I'm committed. You You better be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm committed. I would never. But you know what it is? I'm tired of the litter. I'm tired of buying it, carrying it, shoveling it. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I used to do 20 pounds. I can't do 20 pounds. Now I do 10. Okay. well, she's old. You don't know what the next day holds. Right, then I'll have litter. I'll put it online. (laughs) Offer up. Litter for sale. Anyway, everybody, I want to thank you for being here and listening to Siblings. Siblings Saturday. And I want to thank Mark 
I want to thank my sister. It was fun. Welcome. Yeah. Cool. And I uh, want to tell you to live life unleashed, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day, and don't forget, don't shop, adopt. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.